This is the NC Everything Podcast, a show where we talk about everything that has anything to do with North Carolina. Hey guys, and welcome to the show. This is episode 43, and I'm your host, Curtis. Today, we're going to be talking about Andy Griffith. But before I get into that, you know, I got to take care of my, my usual routine. And first I want to say, I hope everybody had a a happy and safe 4th of July right now at the time I'm recording this, it's July 3rd. So for me, the 4th is still yet to come, but at the time you're listening to this, it's done come and gone. And so I hope everybody had some good food and a good time and a good show. And, and I hope all of you made it back to listen to this episode. Now, if you are returning, welcome back. I'm glad you made it. If this is your first time listening to the show, well, I'm glad you found me, and uh, I hope you enjoy it. If you do enjoy it, you can go visit the website at www.thenceverythingpodcast.com, and there you can listen to any of my past episodes. You can also find any links that I have in relation to to each episode by clicking the episode link. And there's a contact button that'll take you to where you can reach out and say hello or suggest episodes or, or you can give me feedback about the show, good or bad. I'll, I want to hear it. I want to hear from all of you. And of course, you can follow me on social media. You can just search the NC Everything Podcast in Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and I'll pop up there somewhere. And the last thing I want to say is I may have to take a break from this show. If I do, it, it might be a month. Um, the thing is, I'm... I'm a um, solo podcaster here. I don't really have a a big staff behind me helping me out. And uh, it's a lot of work getting these shows together and, and getting them down here to, to record. And I say it's a lot of work. I'm not complaining. I'm I'm having a, a hell of a good time doing this. I love doing this. And I'm, I'm learning when I do the research. I'm learning just as much as I hope you are when you listen to the episodes. Um, but they are kind of caught up. And what I mean is I'm... I'm literally researching the week before I record. Um, I'm trying to stay ahead, but I may have to take some time off to to get a few episodes ready to go and you know get that buffer between uh between me and you, I guess you could say. Um, but that's not going to be next week. I mean, if it comes up, I will definitely record an episode letting you know. But like I said, if uh if that does happen, it won't be permanent. I'm not giving up on this show. I'm having a I'm having too good of a time making it for you, and I hope you're having a good time listening. And for now, that's enough of that. Let's talk about Andy Griffith. So, Andrew Samuel Griffith was born June 1st, 1926 in Mount Airy. Now, if you're not sure where Mount Airy is, it's not far from Pilot Mountain. And if you're not sure where Pilot Mountain is, you should definitely look that up. It's a really cool area out there. Pilot Mountain is, I think, about 30 miles from Hanging Rock. And if you hadn't listened to my Hanging Rock episode, um, you can go back and listen to that on the website at www.thencevertingpodcast.com. And uh, that's episode 39. Anyway, uh, early on in Andy's childhood, he wanted to be an opera singer. And eventually, when he got to high school, he started acting in high school plays, which I'm sure that included some singing too. And he learned to play the trombone. Now, after high school, this is 1944, he enrolled at the University of North Carolina. And if you're interested, 
I cover UNC in episode 26. Well, when Andy first started at UNC, he wanted to be a Moravian preacher. He actually enrolled as a pre-divinity student. But eventually, his interest in music and acting was reignited, and, and so he changed his major to music. In fact, during the summer break from school, he would actually go down to Roanoke Island and perform in a play called The Lost Colony. Now, in The Lost Colony, he started out as a soldier in 1947, but two years later, he got promoted to the starring role of Sir Walter Raleigh, and he kept that position until 1953. Now, in the play The Lost Colony, a lady named Barbara Edwards played opposite of him as Eleanor Dare. Well, eventually... Andy and Barbara got married on Roanoke Island, and that was in 1949, the same year he graduated from UNC with a degree in music. After college, he taught at Goldsboro High School for the next three years. Now, I read uh, one source said he taught English at Goldsboro High, and one said he taught music at Goldsboro, Goldsboro High. Now, I don't know if one of those is right and one of those is wrong. He very well could have taught both. I know in my high school, uh, a lot of the, the staff had multiple roles in the school. Well, after three years of this, Andy and his wife hit the road, and he was hoping to fulfill his acting career. Now, eventually, they kind of started a, a traveling routine, and like a performing routine. And this routine featured them singing and dancing and performing. And Andy had, uh, he did these things called monologues, where he would essentially tell like a funny story. Now, one of these monologues was called, What It Was, Was Football. And uh, it, it was eventually recorded. I'll tell you about that in a second. But uh, I've heard What It Was, Was Football many times. It's it's pretty funny. I think it still holds up today. Um, and I'll, I'll leave a link in the show notes. But essentially, Andy, in the this monologue, he goes to a football game, but he don't know it's a football game, and he don't know anything about football. So he's kind of describing what he sees in the in his simple terms, you know, uh, and it's, it's really funny. And like I said, I'll leave a link and you should definitely listen to it. But anyway, what it was, was football was commercially released in 1953. And it became one of the most, uh, comedic monologues of all time is what it says. Now, after this, uh, Andy and his wife moved to New York and this is where he guest stars on the Ed Sullivan show in 1954. He's a, a guest monologuist is what it said. Anyway, the, the link that I put on the website um, for what it was was football. That's the Ed Sullivan Show appearance. Well, then in 1955, Andy starred as Will Stockdale in a one-hour TV play called No Time for Sergeants. And again, I've, I've seen No Time for Sergeants, and it was, it was really funny. I seen it when I was a kid, and so I, I thought it was really funny, but... If I remember right, in the in No Time for Sergeants, um, Will Stockdale, Andy Griffith, he gets drafted, and they don't really want to go, so they come to, to take him to the draft uh, by force. Anyway, he eventually gets in there, and he's a country boy. He don't really uh, know a whole lot. You know, they, they portray him as kind of naive, um, but he goes in into the Army, and um, it's not like Gomer Powell, which I'll talk about a little bit later, but... It's a, it's definitely a, a funny movie or definitely a funny play. Um, just because Andy struggles to fall in line or Will Stockdale struggles to fall in line. 
uh, because he just doesn't understand any of the the army mess, you know. Well, moving forward, in 1957, he starred in a movie called A Face in the Crowd. Now, several sources I read said this was Andy Griffith's big break. Um, I don't know that movie, A Face in the Crowd, but I'm assuming uh, it was pretty popular. Well, 1959, he gets cast in the stage play, Destry Rides Again. Now, I will say that No Time for Sergeants, it eventually become a stage play. And I I'm, uh, I, I know Andy, at least for a while, um, played Will Stockdale on, on stage as well as on screen there, you know. Um, so he was doing stage work and, and film. Now, I actually had never heard of Destry Rides Again. And so I Googled it. It sounds really interesting. It says here on Google... Industry rides again. The small town of Bottleneck is under the control of Kent, a power-hungry boss who gets control over the local cattle ranchers by winning a rigged game of cards. When the local sheriff questions le- the legitimacy of the game, Kent has himself killed in the names, uh, and then he names the town drunk Dimsdale as sheriff. What Kent doesn't know is that Dimsdale knows legendary lawman Tom Destry who in turn sends his daring son, Tom Destry Jr., to bottleneck to save the day. You see, that sounds pretty interesting there. I wouldn't mind uh, checking that out. Now, during all this time, he's uh, he's making appearances on uh, TV shows or talk shows like the Steve Allen Show. And uh, he actually appeared on the Steve Allen Show several times between 1959 and 1960. And he would usually come on the Steve Allen show with a friend that he had made on the stage of No Time for Sergeants. This friend's name was Don Knotts. Well, in 1960, he appeared as a small town mayor on the sitcom Make Room for Daddy. Now, if you know this story and you're a little confused, um, Make Room for Daddy was eventually changed to the Danny Thomas show. So it's one and the same. Now, the episode that Andy Griffith was in on the Danny Thomas show actually served as kind of the pilot for the Andy Griffith show. You see Danny Thomas is is traveling and he eventually gets pulled over and gets arrested and goes to jail for passing a stop sign in the small rural town of Mayberry. Well, Danny's pretty upset with the sheriff who arrests him, uh, Sheriff Andy Taylor. He later finds out that Sheriff Taylor is also the town's justice of the peace and newspaper editor. Well, he thinks that Andy is a, uh, a corrupt small town politician and he ends up verbally assaulting Sheriff Taylor on national TV during an interview from his cell. Now, I hadn't seen this episode of the Danny Thomas show, or actually, I hadn't seen any of the Danny Thomas show, but I did read that even though this was kind of a pilot for the Andy Griffith show, um, this this iteration of Andy Taylor was not the one that we know from Andy Griffith. It was, I, I read that he was, you know, kind of a hard-ass like one thing I read about the this episode was that Andy Taylor was trying to kind of strong arm uh, Danny Thomas into paying some you know some made up fine you know, and so it it sounds like in in this version Andy Taylor was crooked and he wasn't that uh, I guess lovable small town sheriff we came to know and love on the Andy Griffith show. But Andy's appearance on the Danny Thomas show did lead to him getting his own show. The Andy Griffith Show. Now, the Andy Griffith Show was created by Sheldon Leonard, and that was the same guy who who uh, created the Danny Thomas Show. He uh, also created the Dick Van Dyke Show and eventually the Gomer Powell Show, uh, Gomer Powell 
U.S. Marine Corps or USMC. Now, one interesting thing about or interesting fact about Sheldon Leonard is if you fast forward a lot of years, they had this show called uh, The Big Bang Theory. And on the show, there is two characters, one Sheldon and one is Leonard. And these characters were named specifically after Sheldon Leonard. Now, the Andy Griffith show is set in the fictional town of Mayberry. Now, everybody kind of knows that Mayberry is is uh, designed after Mount Airy. But in Mayberry, you have your widower sheriff, Andy Taylor, and he's raising his son, Opie Taylor. And there's a whole cast of characters. Um, they all have kind of their own story going on. And I'm going to talk about the Andy Griffith show here for a few minutes. Um, but I would be surprised if anybody listening to this has never heard of the Andy Griffith show. Um, but if you haven't ever seen a, a bit of it, um, it's, it goes without saying it's worth checking out. It's, it's a, a really cool moment in history. Now I'm going through some of the cast in no specific order. Um, you know, Ron Howard plays Opie Taylor. He's just a little kid. I think he was like nine or 10 when he was in the, in the Andy Griffith, Griffith show. Well, he went on to play uh, Richie Cunningham in the show Happy Days. That's another uh, fun show worth checking out. But his uh, major credits are as a director, which he grew up to be. And he directed uh, Splash with Tom Hanks, A Beautiful Mind, Apollo 13 with Tom Hanks, Backdraft, Willow, uh, the, the, the Da Vinci Code is another Tom Hanks movie, and How the Grinch Stole Christmas with Jim Carrey. And that's just a handful. I'm not going to name all of them, but he's directed a, a whole lot of stuff. And if you don't know, his daughter, Bryce Dallas Howard, is acting. Um, she was in the movie The Help. Um, probably most famously, she's in the Jurassic World series. She's the redhead who, while wearing high heels, outruns a T-Rex in slow motion. Enough said. Now, before I go on to Don Knotts, I want to talk about Jim Neighbors because I have a little bit more to say about Don Knotts, but Jim Neighbors plays Gomer Powell and Gomer Powell is a, a Mayberry native who eventually joins the Marine Corps or maybe in the show he's in the Marine Corps, but he got his own spinoff show um, simply from this character, Gomer Powell, USMC. And I want to say the, the character Gomer Powell is a cousin to somebody on the show. I, I'm pretty sure that I can't remember. Sorry, I didn't look that up. Uh, but yeah, in the show, Gomer Powell, he's still Gomer Powell from Mayberry. Now let's talk about Don Knotts. Don Knotts, like I mentioned earlier, he was already friends with Andy from uh, No Time for Sergeants. And so the story I heard or read was that Don was living out in California and he heard that Andy got his own TV show. So he called Andy up to congratulate him. And at some point during the conversation, Don asked Andy, he said, Hey, who's your deputy? And he said, Andy said, I don't have a deputy. And Don said, well, you got to have a deputy. He said, who plays your wife? And he said, well, I don't have a wife. I'm a widower and I'm, I'm raising my 10 year old son. And Don Knotts said something along the lines of, well, you're not going to have time to, to take care of the whole town yourself. Cause you're going to be looking for a wife and trying to raise that boy. You need to have yourself a deputy. Now I'm paraphrasing all that, but that's, that's the story I heard. And so Andy Griffith, uh, I guess got a hold of Sheldon Leonard and one thing led to another. And Don Knotts was called out to audition for the deputy. And I understand, I don't know how the audition went, but I understand they cast him as, as deputy, uh, 
Barney Fife that day. And then there was Frances ba- uh, Bavier, and she played uh, Aunt B. Now, I didn't go into a whole lot of research on her, or any of them really, but I will say that uh, I read several times over the years that Andy and, and Don Knotts and a lot of them would get on set and uh, they, you know, they'd cut up and play and cuss and talk dirty and tell stories. And Frances, you know, she was a, a seasoned actress. She didn't really care for all that uh, tomfoolery, I guess you would say, back then. And uh, so I, what I read was there's a lot of friction between her and the rest of the cast. And she was she was a seasoned actress. She was a professional. And they got on there cutting up. And I think she felt like she was being underutilized on the show. Um, so, um, several sources I read, said there was a lot of friction between her and, and Sheldon Leonard and, and Andy and all of them. Now I do want to try to clear something up. Um, if you read a lot of trivia about the Andy Griffith show, you'll find out that one day Ron Howard years later, Ron Howard and, and Andy went to go see, uh, Francis in her Chatham County house. And it says she, she turned him away. wouldn't speak to him. Um, I've actually heard the truth on that and I believe it is the truth because Don Knotts' brother-in-law wrote a book all about it. And the way he says, he says that Andy and, and Ron Howard went out to Chatham County to this again, years later after the show ended, they went out to, to visit Francis. Um, I don't know if they were in the area or what, and they said she simply wasn't home. So it wasn't like she was in the house and, and refused to speak to him. She just wasn't there. And so they didn't get a chance to, to visit. Um, last thing I want to say about that is there was friction and stuff, but, um, Andy, Andy called Francis, uh, years later, years later after the show. And apparently they had a, um, a pretty warm conversation is what I understand. So I think they, they kind of made their peace in the end. I think somebody who knows the story, knows the story, they said something along the lines of uh Andy and Francis just really talked about how much they they appreciated appreciated each other during those years of filming the Andy Griffith show anyway the show was going to be a 5 year commitment but after 5 years um everybody was kind of you know ready to call it quits cause they knew after 5 years they were done however toward the end of it Andy was offered a million dollars to to keep keep going and of course he agreed i mean i don't blame him at all would you now if you notice um if you followed followed the show don knotts isn't in the last three seasons of the andy griffith show now the story i heard about why that is is that uh don and andy kind of met just privately just the two of them and what i mean is there wasn't any managers or producers there just just andy and don and don said that um, he'd like to go on with the show, but he kind of wanted a bigger stake in the show. Now, I'm not sure if that was a bigger salary or, or what that was, but he, he wanted a, you know, a bigger part of the show. And what I read was that Andy really wasn't comfortable, uh, with that. I don't know if he wasn't comfortable with the uh, suggestion or comfortable having a conversation without the managers. Let's see. Oh yeah. That's what it was. Don wanted 20 to 30% of the, the profits from the show. I guess he wasn't getting quite that much, you know, and. So he wanted more, but Andy assumed that he wanted 50%. So I guess they didn't make that clear in their little, um, powwow, you know, but, uh, Andy really wasn't comfortable with making that decision. So Don went on and, you know, he, he went ahead and left the show. 
Uh, keep in mind at this time, Andy was uh, an executive producer on the show. By this point, he wasn't just you know the the star. He actually had some pool power, but it wasn't like they had a falling out. I mean, Andy and Don they stayed friends the rest of their lives. But uh, anyway, yeah, Don Don Knotts went on and and the show went on without him. And the sad part is, it later came out that um, if Don did actually go to the managers and and producers and and made you know told him what he wanted, um, they pretty much went on record saying they would have been happy to to meet his demands. You know, now I think on on record they you know they say that they were worried the show wouldn't be the same without Don. And on paper, the show went on just fine without Don. But me personally, I don't, I don't really like the episodes as much without Don Knotts in it. But it's still a, it's still a good show. It's just missing that, that one major piece that I always liked about it. But anyway, the Andy Griffith Show went on from 1960 to 1968. But even in 1968, after the Andy Griffith Show ended, I guess people really wanted to go back to Mayberry. They really liked that town. Because Mayberry RFD was a spinoff show, and it ran from 1968 to 1971. Now, Andy Griffith um, isn't in that series. I think he's he's in the first episode. But in the first episode of Mayberry RFD, Andy and Helen get married, and then they, they move to Raleigh. And this explains why Andy and Helen aren't on the show. But most of the cast from Andy Griffith did come back for Mayberry RFD. Then there's the new Andy Griffith show. In this one, I don't know anything about this show, by the way, but in this one, Andy plays a man named Andy Sawyer. I don't know why. But that show only ran for 10 episodes. And the last iteration of Mayberry was a 1986 TV film called Return to Mayberry, which I've seen most of. I don't think I've seen the whole thing. But in this one, um, Andy Taylor, who's been gone for a pretty good while, he returns to Mayberry to, to visit his grown son, Opie Taylor, and he helps his old partner, Barney Fife, run a campaign to become sheriff. Now, I know there's a whole lot more I could probably say about the show. Um, you can do a lot of internet research. I, I love reading about the Andy Griffith show, but we do need to move on. So, like I said, the show ended in 1968, and after this, Andy Griffith, he appeared in several films you know, to try to keep his uh, acting career going. For the most part, he kind of stayed on TV, did TV appearances. And some of his TV appearances is um, The Headmaster. I'm, I'm, I'm not familiar with some of these shows, most of these shows. But he appeared on The Headmaster, the new Andy Griffith show, which I mentioned. Uh, Salvage, that was a 1980 show. And Best of the West, that ran from 81 to 82. Well, in 1972, Andy formed his own production company called Andy Griffith Enterprises. And they made several TV movies, including a 1974 movie called Winter Kills. In 1981, Andy starred in a TV movie called Murder in Texas. Um, he actually received an Emmy nomination for that role. Well, in 1983, Andy became really sick. He uh, came down with uh, Guillain-Barr syndrome. And this, I read, was a, a muscular disease that Usually, usually left people uh, crippled. Um, Andy himself was partially paralyzed for three months. It said that after six months of rehabilitation, he made a full recovery, which is incredible, and he returned to acting. Now, when I say he returned to acting, um, he returned to acting big time because he got the star role in a show called Matlock. 
Now, most people, if they don't know the Andy Griffith show, they certainly know Matlock. Uh, most people I know know both of them. Um, this show ran from, it ran on NBC from 1986 to 1992, and it ran on ABC from 1993 to 1995. And Matlock is a, a courtroom drama series, and Andy, of course, plays Matlock. Well, Ben Matlock is his full name, and uh, like I said, he's a lawyer in Atlanta, Atlanta, Georgia. Now, one thing I'll say about Matlock is I used to watch the Andy Griffith show when I was a kid, and kids don't understand everything. Well, I would watch, and, you know, by the time I was, I came, I was born in 1983, so the time I came along, you know, these shows were gone. And so at night, I would watch the Andy Griffith show, and then later on, um, Matlock would come on. And I just couldn't understand why, well, first of all, for years, I didn't know it was the same guy. And if you, you look at my show notes, you'll see, uh, they're years apart. So Andy Griffith has nice brown, dark, dark brown hair. Matlock has white hair. So when I was a kid and I found out that both of these guys was Andy Griffith, I just could not figure out why Andy looked so young in one show and so old in the other. And of course, you know, as I got older, I realized, oh, these shows were very, very far apart in, uh, in the timeline. All right, well, moving on. 1996, Andy, he appeared with Leslie Nielsen um, in a James Bond parody film called Spy Hard. Um, Andy Griffith was actually the bad guy in that one. Well, during this whole time, reruns of the Andy Griffith show were, were playing. And to my knowledge, Andy Griffith is still rerunning on TV. And Matlock was rerunning too. In 1983, the year I was born, Andy and his wife then, Cindy Knight, they moved down to uh, Dare County on a 68-acre ranch, and this is where Andy Griffith would spend the rest of his life. And sadly, in uh, 2012, July 3rd, 2012, Andy Griffith died at age 86 at, at his home in Manio on Roanoke Island. And I guess it's kind of uh, poetic that his acting career started um, on Roanoke Island when he was playing in the Lost Colony. And that's where he eventually spent the last days of his life. But the Andy Griffith legacy still goes on, and not just with reruns of the show. In 2002, US 52, which is a road through Mount Airy, was renamed the Andy Griffith Parkway. Also in 2002, a statue of Andy Griffith as Andy Taylor and his son Opie was put up in Pullen Park in Raleigh. In 2005, Andy was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom from President George W. Bush. Now, up in Mount Airy, they have a thing every year called Mayberry Days. And uh, it's a big festival. I've never been, but I've heard about it. And I don't know if it's going on right now because of coronavirus. Um, but you can definitely look up Mayberry Days in Mount Airy. And it's a celebration of, of Andy Griffith. Also, in Mount Airy, there's an Andy Griffith Museum. Now, I looked it up. It's on Rockford Street. It's open Monday through Saturday, 9 to 5, but check the schedule because of COVID. It's $8 for adults and $6 for kids 12 and under. And that brings me to the end of my Andy Griffith show. Um, truly, though, if you've not seen um, No Time for Sardinance, Andy Griffith, Matt Locke, I mean, go look at all of it. It's It's funny. Um, now it's not the funniest thing you've ever seen. And Matlock is not a, a gut wrenching, uh, drama show like they have today, you know, but it, it's from a different time. And it's to me from a better time. 
Um, so it's it's fun to watch. For me, it's fun to watch those those older shows. And the, the the nostalgia, I guess, is uh what I'm saying. I'm I'm a sentimental kind of guy, and those those uh shows definitely hit the sentimental part of it. But anyway, I hope you enjoyed the show, and if you did, uh, leave me a review if you're on Apple. Um, you could leave me a comment. I would love to hear from you. And definitely uh, subscribe to the show. You can do that on the, the website at www.dnceverythingpodcast.com. Or you can do it on, uh, you can subscribe on pretty much any media player or podcast player you're using to listen to the show. And don't forget to check us out on social media. I'm on Facebook. Um, that's the NC everything podcast. Instagram is the underscore NC underscore everything underscore podcast. I wish I could change that. And Twitter at everything NC. Um, I try to, I try to post on those from time to time. Um, I'm not a big social media guy, so it comes and goes, it comes in waves or whatever they say, you know? Um, but I, I try to, to maintain some kind of presence on the social media. Anyway, enough rambling about social media. Um, I think that's all I really need to say, except I'll talk to you next time. The music in this episode comes from archesaudio.com and freepd.com.